Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. First question, I always think, why? <laughs> why? Yeah. What is it about you? You were playing and instead of going to the beach for two weeks in the summer like all your teammates, you were going off to Afghanistan. Attempting or, a remarkable you know. feat uh, this year. They're planning to row across the Atlantic. It's 5,000 kilometres. It's New York to Galway. It's unsupported. I'm Damien Brown. This is Deep Roots. And once again, I'm asking you to join me on my next adventure. When I wake every morning, a sense of dread hits me in the stomach. When I think about the amount of work and effort that is ahead of me in that day. Now this morning, that sense of dread was multiplied significantly when all I could hear was um, the clatter of heavy rain on the cabin. Now with that being said, um, the cabin has the propensity to accentuate the intensity of the rain, a bit like a galvanised shed, but uh, when it's 4.30am you're coming out of a beautiful unconscious state cosy, warm and you the punch of dread hits you alongside that every cell in your body screams looks in a like a rabid animal panicking trying to think up every excuse and justification and reason in the book not to go out and get to work now 
at home I have a strategy to deal with this uh, which says um, not that at home I ever have such a monumental task on my hand but there's always plenty of work to do but it says um, never make a decision within five minutes of waking and um, probably needs to be extended to about 15 here because everything is slower out here but it's uh, a good way to um, to avoid um, those um, emotions that could make you um, fall prey of a poor decision with the big goal in mind. Um, so out I went anyway after few minutes looking out into the gloom and the madness of what was happening out there and uh, I wasn't long before the first squall um, came through and absolutely fucking drenched me um, and uh, along with that squall the winds picked up significantly where we were in mountainous waves like fucking huge things um building 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 big kind of bulbous things um but there was the odd one um, you'd notice uh, breaking pretty hard and you can't help think to yourself fuck thank god um i wasn't there at that point underneath that break because it would have been fucking hectic might have gone over quite probable there was a little bit of that last night as well so I, I secured Everton uh, really well before coming to um, Colin the day and then um, had put away a lot of stuff into the lockers on deck you know like stuff that was just lying about that although the chances of a cap size were really slim it could have happened if we were in the wrong place at the wrong time so i would have lost all that little bit like things like spoons and um knives and scissors um bits of clothing um bottles so they had been stored in lockers but anyway you're looking at these things and uh it, it, you you can't help but think it's just it's such an unlucky thing to be there like at the it's the wrong place at the wrong time um, and these things are so infrequent these waves that do end up breaking unless like the wind gets up and up and up when it gets to like you know twenty five plus thirty knots that's when the, a lot of them breaks so that's where there's obviously much more propensity for capsize but. When it's not at that level, um, you can't help but think, Jesus, would be so unlucky um, if you were to be in the wrong place, at the wrong time, on the wrong wave, you know? Um, and, uh, and sure enough, <laughs> a couple hours later, uh, it wasn't even a couple hours, probably an hour later, um, fighting through this madness, um, was trying to, was really struggling to turn the boat. It was bringing back memories of my last um, expedition where um, you're trying to turn the cabin into the wind and you gotta, 
what you got to do is like to flick it around so that the wind is your downwind basically and you're making the most of that um, natural momentum um, you gotta put one oar in the water uh, on one side and then kind of almost fulcrum off that by holding it in the water and holding all the weight of the onrushing water onto the oar face the oar head and then with the other side roll like crazy and try and generate as much power tension and strength and power through your body um, by isometric holding one side and then act dynamically moving the other side um, so uh, it was really hard to do that like it's been it's been grand up until this point there wasn't one day where it wasn't an easy process but today for whatever reason the winds um, it was quite difficult, you know, it was taking a bit of time and quite a, a amount of exertion. Um, so, um, yeah, I was struggling right at that point. I think it was the end of a squall. I was fucking soaked to my bone. Um, it was miserable, it was cold. And uh, I was fighting this thing, trying to get it to... Um, actually went from one side to the other like straight away you know so i got it at 330 degrees and brought it trying to bring it around to 270 um and then i had it there for a split second then got pushed back down to like 150 or 120 and i was trying to move back the other way and sure enough just you know i'm watching the waves like a hawk and uh um, you see them building and you don't know until the last minute what they're really going to do. Sometimes they fade away, um, but this one kept getting steeper and steeper. I was like, fuck, 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 don't be it, don't be. And sure enough, crashed fucking 100 miles an hour in on top of us, me and Kushla. Um, totally, like, totally fucking power, like, just destroyed the... The deck and uh, what I mean by that is everything that was like left loose, you know, was just thrown overboard. So it was a couple of bags like of rubbish that I hadn't put into the front locker, the very front locker just yet. Um, so they were like gone. There was uh, a couple of nut butter pots. There was a uh, shaker, a Radex shaker bottle gone. Just tr like, I mean, the whole up to my waist was full of water and... Um, and an oar had smashed in half, had broken in half during this whole thing. So we nearly capsized, like we were, the boat kind of went to 90 degrees to the water. And um, in that process, uh, obviously I dropped the oars when I realized what was happening. And in that process, whatever the oar, whatever way it got tangled in the gate and kind of underneath the boat, when we actually surfaced, if you get me from the, the, um, the wave that hit us uh, I'm sitting there in my waist <laughs> um, to water um, just waiting for the bilge pump to hear the noise of it kicking in quickly um, I look to my right and there's the kind of ore and it's basely 95% um, uh, what you want to severed and, uh, and then it just kind of breaks there that last little bit when we're getting tossed around on the waves and I just grab the head of it and um, before it um, floats off and then the other side comes out of the gate and I grab that so we have both of them on on board but um, 
yeah, that's the first oar I've ever broken. I lost one before, but I never broke one like that. So, um, so uh, down to five oars now. So that was one of the Blue Angel ones that we were using. Uh, we have warhead sponsors, um, and uh, that was we we started with there, and for no particular reason we started with their oars, but. Uh, one of them's gone now, and we have one of the Barberstown Castle um, uh, oars in in its place. So we're down to five, but a um, intense experience. And then the rest of that day, I was like, or the rest of that morning, then for the next hour, I was trying to get together the um, all the bits and pieces to put out a drogue, like because it was it was just a bit fried after that, um, and I I just. Um, a little bit more, um, lean a little bit more towards the, the safer side of things. I think I'm just comparing myself to myself in my last row. And now I suppose that I'm a, um, a dad and a partner. So, um, I just noticed that, um, it was probably 50-50 if the drug was needed and I fell on the side of putting it out. But then uh, I was just trying to find all the hardware for it because that was Gussie's job to uh, make sure we had all that. Uh, um, and eventually got it all and um, uh, put it together. And just as I was about to deploy it, didn't uh, the winds die off? It's <laughs> not typical. So I was in this maelstrom for like an hour and a half between, you know, starting, starting rowing, nearly getting capsized uh, twice, breaking an oar, and um, then, you know, 40 minutes putting together the bits for the drogue, and then it just died off. So hell of a morning, I must say. Fucking intense, intense, intense. Uh, and since that then, we've done put together six hours of rowing but it's been pretty uh, slow going I'm not getting the conditions like yesterday but they're not bad you can row away and them they're just real slow so uh, that's the name of the game just keep plugging on right alright um, I'll, uh, I'll finish out this day and I'll let you know how uh, week three goes finishes and do a little bit of a recap later alright cheers Ten minutes from the close of week three. Not the week I was looking for. I think back to day 12, 109 miles, nautical miles in 24 hours. Obviously that's when we hit the Gulf Stream. Um, all I could think about was let's make week three kind of almost like the the making of this expedition. We can put up 60, 70, 80 miles a day on the Gulf Stream for a week. Um, basically over halfway. And uh, I'm a long way from halfway and there's no we anymore. Uh, yeah, it all happened after that when uh, obviously when Gussie left the expedition. Um, it's been a it's been a hard week. 
transition from leading a team, leading a pair, to back to solo rowing again is it's bigger than you'd imagine. You know, for two and a half years, three years, uh, we have worked together and trying to realize this expedition and this project. default and also by uh, conscious deliberation there's a lot of um, imagery used by me in um, in the long-term vision of something like this that comes up time and time again throughout the journey to make it happen and not once did I ever see myself alone finishing this thing. It was always me and Gussie. Me and Gussie here, me and Gussie there. Um, what did that feel like? You know, the shared experiences. It is richer than, um, than the individual one or the individual pursuit achieved at least so um, emotionally it's uh, first day or two were treacherous I would say emotionally I've just felt like I could boil over at any moment um, after that what didn't help was the conditions. So the conditions became um, heavy in terms of rowing, uh, slow in terms of mileage, and, and just challenging generally in terms of uh, um, uh, efficient strokes. So anytime the mileage is low, it hits me. And to have it low for uh, not not the immediate day after day 14 was really good but after that 15 16 17 uh, in that period didn't help the overall um, transition and reset to, to being a solo um, but you know of its amazing characteristics is it uh, it softens everything as it goes so here I am on day 21 um, I would say 8 days post Gussie leaving in a much obviously much better place um, I've heard a lot of people say the first week of an ocean rose the hardest I didn't find the first one with Gussie that hard, even though there was some challenges. You know, I just seemed to be unfazed by everything. And generally, I've, I've, that's been my kind of default disposition. But um, uh, the first week, 
since he left so the last seven or eight days definitely been definitely been challenging um One of the mantras, probably the strongest mantra, the most regular one, uh, that's come up for me since uh, we started this expedition is uh, do the work, do the work, do the work, do the work, do the work. I keep saying it to myself, just do the fucking work. Um, particularly now I've gone to solo, so uh, that's been very kind of clear to me and the difference in uh, when you're in a kind of position of, you know, captain or whatever leading this thing, um, you just plow on, uh, and you don't get too bogged down in in uh, smaller discomforts or, um, or things that could kind of drag you down a little bit. But when you're on your own. You have more time and more awareness to kind of dwell on those things so that there's a bit of more propensity to get caught up in your own thoughts and in your own head. So um, since uh, I've kind of become, since that's become clear to me um, and I've set myself boundaries, if you want, daily numbers that I have to hit which is 10 hours um, uh, yeah it's been really helpful to have that uh, just go and do the work do the work do the 10 hours if you can do a bit more great but do your 10 hours and do and make sure you're consistent uh, and that consistency and the um, output in the 10 hours will add up over time and uh you look back in a number of days or weeks and see how far you've come uh, but it's really important to be consistent so do the fucking work and uh, yeah and that's helped me uh, a lot and I found my feet in terms of uh, just gave myself a little bit of time and space to to figure out what the best way to set out my kind of day might be I pretty much found that down yeah like it there's a little bit of flexibility in it but depending on weather conditions and all that sort of stuff um moon uh moonlight or not but uh yeah so i'm pretty happy with that set. so that's helped too but, uh, yeah so we plow on into week four I have no idea how long this is going to take me. I'm not even too sure how far I've rode so far. Uh, I did ask Chris a good few days ago. Um, so I have a rough idea, but I haven't dared venture the question about uh, ETAs. Plenty of time for that. I'll try and get to 1,000 nautical miles. Uh, road first um road towards Galway and then halfway and then yeah we'll see after that but uh yeah onwards okay cheers guys
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.